Hello and welcome again to another episode of Elephants in the Room. And today we're talking about the Arizona border situation. And, you know, a lot of us, you know, or people who have houses, you know, you put a fence around your house to keep stuff in and sometimes to keep stuff out. Um, and this situation here in Arizona, Texas, and the border states, you know, some of the governors have been struggling to try to find ways in which they can uh, protect their their um, state. And you have to ask yourself, you know, well, how do you go about doing that? How do you take time and use resources to do that when the federal government isn't doing it? Well, Arizona came up with a, I guess what they consider a way, and they took a bunch of uh, shipping containers, and they spent about $80 million to do it. Not uh, government money, but not federal government money, but the state money. They spent 80 million bucks to get that done. And the federal government, which isn't doing anything for immigration, took the state government to court to force them to take the containers down. Now, with that being said, um, there's no protection against against people that's coming across the border. And for the life of me, I, I, I just don't understand how... Uh, you had this uh, round robin situation where the federal government, they're going to fight you because you're trying to secure the border to the best of your ability. But they won't secure the border to the best of their ability. And the people that are existing on the border, the Border Patrol, who's trying to do their job, they're spending more time changing diapers and, and doing a bunch of domestic stuff to take care of people who are crossing the border. But if you secured the border properly, we wouldn't have this issue. And the irony in this right here is that the United States spends millions of dollars, you know, I can say billions of dollars across the world, protecting other countries' borders from aggression, protecting other countries' borders, other countries' borders from uh, this very thing, which is the border being over- overrun. You know, if you don't, if your border is being over- overrun and you don't know who's coming in, you don't know what they're bringing in, you don't know what diseases, you don't know what, if, what, uh, nefarious characters are coming through. You just don't know, you know, but yet and still, if if I take a plane again from England to United States, I have to go through customs. I have to declare, I have people asking me questions. I have them going through my bags and checking me to see, Hey, do they, does this person belong here? There's a process that I have to go through if I fly into the United States. But if you go through the Southern border, there is no process. If, if, if you don't get caught by DHS, I mean, or yeah, Department of Homeland Security, a.k.a. Border Patrol. If you don't get caught by them, then theoretically you're just walking across the border free. And you're, you, you can go into the interior of the United States and do whatever you want to do. And even if you do get caught by, by the Border Patrol, you know, they will put you on a bus, a plane, train or whatever. And they will ship you to di- different parts of the country, theoretically to... Uh, cities and states that have not necessarily approved them coming there. So so now what you've done, you've shifted um, people to places where their resources didn't follow. And that's a problem. And nothing is coming about it. So it's going to be interesting to see what occurs in Arizona. Um, I think right now they have to take all those containers down. So now you spend all the money putting the containers up. Now you have to take them down. And the deadline was set by the, by the judge of having these containers taken down by January 4th. 
um, today is December 25th, 2022. So, so now they're scrambling, trying to get these containers down. Obviously, I don't think they'll make, they'll make that deadline, but something has to be done because you can't, you can't consistently have these people just coming across the border. I don't care if it's Mexican, Nicaraguans, Africans, whoever, you can't have people just crossing the border, you know, at, at, at will. And the irony in this right here, and, and for and I don't understand how this works, but if you have people that come from Haiti or some, what I might say, even Cuba sometimes, they used to try to come in these boats. The United States would stop said people and darn near make them turn around. They had some 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 people that had come that came across and uh, I think this was on the news. You know, it was where where the people were thought to have gotten whipped and 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 beaten by folks on on horseback. And I don't necessarily think the truth has ever come out about that one way or the other. Um, but one thing I do know is that they had those folks corralled. And one thing I do know is that they were made they made a concerted effort to get those people back to their country. You know, and so I'm like, why can't they put that same amount of energy in, in into securing our border so that way all Americans are secure because even if you're not at a border town or a border state you know certainly you know if you're in Georgia if you're in uh, Illinois if you're in Wisconsin South Dakota North Dakota you know th- these things will eventually affect you because those people are eventually going to knock going to knock at your doorstep or, or knock at the resources of the state or the city or the town uh, parish or whatever you want to call it, they're going to eventually start knocking at, at, at those doors and saying, hey, we need assistance, we need help. No, no issue giving people help. That's, that's a great and wonderful thing. But, but when, when you have these, the numbers that, that these people that, that are coming across the border, these numbers are not sustainable. You know, and I, I think you know, if you look at the amount of people that are, that are applying for assistance just regularly, just regular Americans applying for assistance, you know, who do you prioritize if you have somebody who illegally came across the border versus somebody who is ex- an existing citizen? Who gets priority? That's a question I, I would love for, 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 some, for some of these politicians in Washington and even the local states to answer. If I have a person who's on the street, who's living in a tent, who, who's been destitute, homeless for X amount of years, and I have somebody who's come across the border fresh from uh, South America or wherever they may have come from, but they use that that avenue to get to the United States. If I have somebody like that, who gets the assistance first? Does the person from that's been in America, do they not get the assistance and you assist the person outside the country or vice versa? I think though these are the kind of questions that people need to start asking because I, I, I listen to comments, I listen to Twitter, and, and you hear people say, well, they should be allowed to come, they should be allowed to come. You know, everybody who's saying that they should be allowed to come to your house and then you take your resources and you use your resources to take care of said person. And maybe maybe that would um, that would change that tune and that tone and that that mantra as far as saying, hey, we want people just to come. You know, I, I see pictures in Cali and in San Francisco of homeless folks lined up the streets. I, I go through Atlanta sometimes. and When I go through Atlanta, there are. There are encampments in different places. The, a whole bridge got burnt down, supposedly, behind somebody being homeless. You know, so, you know, people are going to have to start opening their eyes and waking up and saying, hey, wait a minute. The United States has to get, has to get serious about certain things, and our border security is one thing. You know, it, it just seems like, like the, 
everything that we should be doing, we're not doing right now. And when I when I read this about about uh, Arizona Governor Doug Ducey, Ducey has agreed to to take down and dismantle the uh, the trailers. I'm just like, you know, you know, what what else can these people do? You know, what is it going to take? Is it going to take something catastrophic happening before we say, hey, wait a minute, you know, this is, this is too much. You know, the United States is, is being overrun. You know, we're we're getting in our own way. We're, we're doing stupid and making stupid decisions. You know, so I tell everybody, you know, take a look at your at, at your at your local news. Take a look at your alternative news. There's some great alternative news out here that, that, that you can get the truth. And there's some truth tellers that are out here doing it and and doing real investigative journalism. So again, this is Ed Walters. I want to thank you again for listening to the elephants in the room. Thank you.